Welcome everyone to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Robin. And we are here today to talk about how we're doing uh, amid the COVID crisis and how we are making sure our studios survive and how we're moving forward or planning on or hoping to. (laughs) So Robin, how are you doing? Well, as we are recording this, what is it, day 16 or 17? Something like that. Shut down or something. It's the beginning of April, and um, my studio has been closed for, I think, two or three weeks now. And not closed, because we're not using the word closed. My doors are shut, but we are delivering our content virtually. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, my life is a roller coaster. I don't know about you, Casey, but, you know, the other day I woke up on top of the world because we ran auto pay and it was a good number. It wasn't what it normally is, but it wasn't horrible. I was on top of the world. I go to make my tea. I open my email and I got that email from DSP that they were going to hold our funds for 21 days. That is just, that has to be illegal. Like, I feel like that has to be criminal. I know. (laughs) And you know, I will hand it to my husband because I read it to him. I was like, literally like getting the sleep out of my eyes, like having my tea. I was like, am I still dreaming? Like, what is this? And um, when I told him, he lost his mind. And I basically said, there's nothing we can do about this. This is like fighting a giant, you know, corporation. We're not going to be able to fight this because they blamed ProPay. Right. So my husband was like, nope, give me the number, give me the number. And we looked up on the internet. He called ProPay. And there's the bad connection that we have in our country house. So he couldn't understand. It was just very frustrating. But I was, you know, going from on top of the world to the bottom of the world and then you got to keep going you, what 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 can what can i ha- work on i can work on these loan papers and then my ha- and then the dso world kind of convened and all of these studio owners rallied to attack this problem and by the end of the day um they had reversed their decision yeah beautiful so now i'm feeling more hopeful right but I still have to wait till the end of the weekend, and how am I going to do pay, run payroll? Right. So it's like, I'm up, and I'm down. And <laughs> yeah. all you can do is just keep on marching. And keep right. On. I feel that way, too. And I'm, I feel so grateful that I wound up changing my mind about switching to Dance Studio Pro this year. After they decided to increase their prices, I, I was like, never mind, forget it. I'm just going to stick with Studio Director. And I'm so happy that I did, because I did not need that extra headache. <laughs> But I'm so glad that they reversed that decision. And I'm so glad that so many studio owners, I mean, obviously were so stressed out by it for a whole day, but came together and made their voices heard Mm -hmm. and basically like put their foot down and said, "Uh uh-uh, no way. I am so proud of this as as an industry. Yeah. And I don't know if somebody thought that we were just a bunch of dum-dums who were just going (laughs) to roll over and take it. No. But we... It was like, mm-mm, oh, no, you didn't, and I'm very impressed with us. Now, one thing I did think of, because my husband said, and <laughs> Jack Rabbit, oh, my. Like, they sent that email out, like, 
hey, did you hear what DSP did? We didn't do that. <laughs> did they really? Yes, they sent an email. I'm not even their customer, but they had my email address. They sent an email out to everyone, and so did another company, basically <laughs> saying, funny. we didn't do that. Join us free for six months or something. The problem that I see uh, is I don't want to tell all my customers right now, we're switching to a we're new switching. program. Oh, yeah, no. Enter your new credit card information, which gives them an opportunity to reevaluate. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm doing nothing. To not enter their credit card information, and then you don't get that month's tuition. Yeah, no. I'm just going to um, let that one ride. Yeah. Now, and then later on, I'll, I'll get back to it. But let's, let's talk about um, some other things that we've been working on at our studios, um, specifically revolving around our team. What are you doing? Um, because this is a whole new, a whole new world. It's a Everything, whole new world. everything's a whole new world right now. Yeah. So let's talk about our team. What have you been doing? Um, so I still have my my teaching staff. I'm I've got them all on board with teaching online. I've got Zoom classes going. I've got Google Classrooms up and running. Though we've definitely had some technical issues with that side of things, but I am, um, my live classes are shorter than the full class in person. So if a 45 minute class might now be 25 minutes or 30 minutes, an hour and a half long class might be 45 minutes or an hour. Um, so we're shortening the length of the live class just as a matter of logistics. It's just hard to teach a full class in a small space virtually when you don't have them there in the room with you. Plus, um, if the, your teachers have the free version of Zoom, I think they can only do 40 minutes. Well, I've got, I've got the paid version and they, they're using my account. So I have two different users on my account and right. they have the login information for that. That's good to know. I should look into that because I have the paid version too. I could give my... Um, I could make it. I could give my information to one of my teachers who maybe wants to do a longer than forty-minute mm -hmm. class. Okay, exactly. Yep, yep. Um, so, but I am still paying them their full rate because um, they're still doing a lot of work, keeping up with the Google Classroom and planning the Zoom class and teaching the Zoom class and watching students' videos and uploading their own videos and all of that is still a lot of work. So they're still getting paid their regular. Um, teaching rate. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as administrative staff goes, I am not paying my administrative staff, but I don't have anybody who is only administrative staff. I have teachers who also work an admin role, um, and they're not getting paid for those regular hours. They're just getting paid for their teaching hours. So I am able to save a little bit in payroll in that way. So you have absorbed all of the admin responsibilities. Correct. Yeah. The biggest chunk of my payroll is my admin team. Mm -hmm. And um, that's tough because I really need them right now. I need, I needed my HR person to help me get my loan papers in order. I need my um, office manager to be handling these withdrawals that are coming in and try to coax them into staying. I don't, I can't see those every day. It will, it will kill me. Yeah, so I just have them go directly to her. If they do come to my inbox, I forward them and she tries to nurture them into staying and or handles it. Um, so I need them for many, many reasons. Um, I what I've been doing, I had a couple teachers who said I'm out uh, just because they 
it was it was it was okay, off on good terms, everything's fine. But they just they didn't need the income, and they were going to step back, and it was fine. But we did we are kind of looking at how we can cut back on some of the teachers' um, payroll because if you're not teach we're not teaching every single class. Because, like, my teens would be at the studio for four hours every night. You cannot have them on Zoom classes for four hours, three, night, three nights a week. Right. All, on Saturday, my teens were here from, like, 11 to 4. We, there's just no way. Right. So we've, we've kind of adjusted that. I have not adjusted my tuition. I am dealing with that on a um, per-person basis as they approach me. And so far, the only people that have dropped have been little ones who don't understand the online stuff. It's not working for them. Yeah, I had a few of my students drop who just said, like, my kid is three. They can't pay attention to a computer screen for an online class. It's just not going to work for us. And I said, that's that's totally fine. But on the other hand, I have so many three-year-olds who are really doing well with it. Yeah, so do I. I really do. So I've encouraged people to try it. I said, mm-hmm. give it a try, give it a couple of weeks, see how they do first, yeah. and then we can go from there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually quite surprised with how my young ones are doing with it. So I've spent some time um, trying to restructure responsibilities amongst my team. It's interesting because you've taken admin responsibilities off of your teachers, and I've kind of added them on to my <laughs> teachers. For example... Um, somebody's got to organize the new dance schedule because it's not what it used to be. Because right. like I said, they're not, the pearls and diamonds aren't having four hours of classes. They're, they're going to have one hour. So which hour is it? Um, my son, who is, um, he, you know, is experienced in creating websites and things like that, he's been doing all the Zoom links and you know, making the new website where everything is found, all the links are in one place and mm-hmm. everything. And he, I asked him to manage all my teachers, and he was like, uh-uh. He, <laughs> he said, everything needs to be basically submitted in a form. So, Casey, if you wanted to have a Zoom class with your kids at 6 o'clock on Wednesday, you need to fill out this form and say, I, Casey, teacher Casey, um, this is the class, this is the time, this is the, the, the Zoom code, this is the password, this is my picture for the thing. Because he can't function the way we do, where we get one tidbit in a mess in a text, one tidbit in a Facebook message, one tidbit in right. a post, and one in an email. And then he doesn't work that way. So anyway, I needed to have a teacher kind of collecting, you know, rallying all this information together. And also just keeping the parents informed and answering questions when parents are freaking out because they can't get on Zoom. Whose job is it to troubleshoot and and be customer service in those moments. Right. And I am definitely thinking about as we move forward in this new, in this whole new world, um, parsing out some of those tasks and giving them to some of my staff who had been doing administrative stuff so that they can get those hours back. But I'm still figuring out what those tasks are and what, what delegating could possibly even look like with everything now. So I'm, yeah, I'm still still working on that, but I I feel like that's something that's going to happen soon. Yeah. And then what I've done that I had never had before, which again is a really this is good and it's one of the things that'll probably continue after this madness is over, is regular check-in meetings with my admin team 
regular check-in meetings with my teaching team and regular um, meeting check-in meetings with the directors of each program um, via Zoom. And uh, that, that was something that I've always been thinking about doing and I never did it. And I think that it's working really well and people are getting more comfortable with the format. And that's one of many things that we'll talk about today that we could probably carry over into um, life after COVID. So um, let's move on and talk about what we've been doing uh, concerning our financials. And we did go kind of deep into this two episodes ago. So mm -hmm. we, won't, we won't really um, go crazy on this one, but let's do it like a quick overview, especially since a lot has changed in the last two weeks. Yes. Um, there are lots, there are several government loans and assistance programs that are now available. Yeah, and, and I think the primary one is the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program. Is yeah. that what the last P is? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Jenna Kutcher has an amazing podcast. It just came out this past week. I posted it in the DSO Connect community on Facebook. Um, it's so comprehensive. It will answer all your questions about this bill. Now, of course, it's probably going to change within the next month. The information may change or it may mm -hmm. become obsolete. But um, if you're listening to this podcast close to the beginning of April, I definitely recommend that you check out Jenna Kutcher's uh, podcast about this that came out this week, which is probably like March 31st. Um, but go ahead, Casey. Why don't you tell us what you know about the loans and assistance? So I don't know much. I ha I've, I've only just started doing my research. Um, but basically, this um, it's, it's through the Small business, administ business Administration, and it's basically for keeping people on payroll so that we have fewer people applying for unemployment. Um, because as I'm sure you've heard, it's something crazy, like 6 million people applied for un unemployment just last week. So that's the whole goal of this program, but you can also use the money for things like rent, mortgage, utilities, and other overhead costs. But I think we have to be very careful about the way that we do use the money that we get, because if you don't use it in the qualified ways, then it does turn into a loan. If you use it in the qualified ways that are that are covered, then it's, a, it's all forgiven. You don't have to pay any of the money back. Is that your understanding of it, Robin? Yeah, and the, the, the other thing that's less talked about that's really important is you cannot accept another SBA loan. So before this PPP loan came out, I did go to the SBA and I applied for another loan, the emergency disaster loan. If you accept that, you will not qualify for the PPP. So be really, really careful about what other loans you're accepting um, because I believe, and please check with your financial person to make sure that this is correct, but I believe that if you accept an SBA loan of another kind, you cannot also get the PPP. Or yeah, you can get it, but you can get it, but it won't be forgiven. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's my understanding as well. I've also seen that at least 75% of the money has to go towards payroll. Yep. Um, and then 20, the, the remaining 25% can be spent on rent or mortgage or utilities. But 70, because the whole point of this is to keep people off of unemployment, 
75% of the funds that you receive have to be put towards payroll. Um, right. So you want to be very, very careful about when you're calculating your need and, and calculating your expenditures, what, you know, what you're actually spending the money on. Right. I recommend if you do receive these funds, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it directly into a checking account that is only used for this money. And then I'm going to pay out of that just to keep the, the um, documentation and the accounting super clean mm -hmm. so that when it's time to prove where it went, you can basically just look at the bank statement. There's no mixing and mingling of funds. I mean, it's so easy to get a second checking account. Just do it. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, the 1099s, uh, you're, if you have people who are 1099 contractors, like all my music teachers, um, they can get, get relief from this money as well. So I can pay my 1099 contractors from this Oh, that's money. great. And you can pay, you can put this towards payroll for part-time employees, right? It doesn't have to just be full-time employees. Yep. And you can also, um, I provide health insurance for my family and my office manager's family, and those premiums can also be paid with this money. That's wonderful. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So hopefully it's not too good to be true, and hopefully it you know comes to fruition. Uh, we had talked earlier about where do you go to, to get this. Uh, one of the things that I've learned or been told is the big banks are expecting to be inundated with applications. Some of the big banks have even already said, we're done, we're not taking any more, like the Bank of America type banks. And it has been recommended to me that you go to a smaller bank because they maybe the, instead of taking 100,000 applications, they're only going to take a thousand applications and I'm totally making this number up but I just <laughs> um, but then they're going to be able to give you better customer service and they're you're not going to be one in a hundred thousand you might be one in a thousand they right. also, they also seem to be ready sooner today is Friday that we're recording this it's Friday April 3rd and I submitted my application this morning to a small bank and um, they were ready. I've heard that some of the larger banks aren't ready yet, and I think it's because they need to be ready to collect, to accept 100,000 applications, whereas right. a small bank just needs to be ready for 1,000. Yeah. So, again. I, my, I bank through BB&T for my business banking, and they are not accepting applications yet, but they are, they are, you know, like, sign up for email alerts, and that's all that I could do, which makes me very nervous. <laughs> Yeah, you might want to try a smaller bank and just see what happens, or yeah. at least make sure you have all your documents ready. Mm -hmm. You can see what documents are needed, and I know what they are, and I have, I, I'm willing to share that information with anyone if you can't find it on another website, um, so that you can have all your stuff in folders on your computer, and when, it, when your bank is ready to accept it, it's like, boom. Where did you go to find out what documents were needed? Um, well, my small bank sent it to me and I'll share it with you. I mean, it's the same for everyone. It's just, they put it into their letterhead, you know? Right. So, um, would yeah. you post that in the group? I will. That would be great. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. So again, other things that we've been working on in terms of our financials is seeing if you can extend a line of credit at your bank. If you already have a line of credit, maybe your bank will extend it a little bit just to give you a little extra wiggle room. Mm -hmm. Um, 
of course, we're reducing any unnecessary spending, going through all your subscriptions and making sure you're not paying for something you don't need. Um, I mentioned this in the last call, but I was able to get a zero interest credit card from my bank. And so I took all the expenses that I would normally put on my regular rewards credit card and I moved it to the zero interest credit card. That's for awesome. the time being. So while I'm not getting the rewards right now, like my electric bill, my um, all my subscriptions for lead pages and pipe drive and everything will go on this zero interest card for the next couple of months. And I will try to pay it, but if I don't, then I'm not going to be messing up my, I'm not going to be paying interest. Right. That's awesome. And then I'm, I am sacrificing the rewards, of course, but I'm mitigating the risk. Yeah, that's great. We also want to be negotiating with our landlords. We talked about this briefly in our last, um, well, two weeks ago episode, but contact your landlord if you haven't already and ask if they have any forgiveness available for postponing your payments, making your payments smaller, deferring them to the fall if you can, whatever you can do to, to stay above water. Yeah, and I'm finding that everyone is willing to negotiate right now. Mm -hmm. um, I've been getting all these emails from companies like Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, you know, everyone's saying, are you struggling? We can help. And at first I was just deleting them. And then today I, I decided to click on one or two of them. And it was actually stuff that was helpful to me. Um, I know that some of them were offering to, you know, pause loan payments or eliminate late fees if you're late or lower interest rates. So everyone is working to, even if you don't feel like you're going to be in that position, it wouldn't hurt to apply for these things so mm -hmm. that if a surprise comes around the corner, um, at least we are armed as thoroughly as we can be. And right. And we don't know how long this is going to last. Hopefully, it'll be over by the end of June and we'll be able to go back to normal. <laughs> but realistically, that very well may not be the case. And we want to do everything that we can now to set ourselves up to be able to survive if this does last longer than that. Right. Interest rates are very low now. And um, I've even heard about people... Um, you know, talking with their banks about their mortgage or their second mortgage and unlocking a rate. And so now instead of having a locked in fixed rate at say 4%, which was okay, you know, last year, now it might be down to 3%. And now because it's variable, it could go down even further. So you're going to be saving money on, in the long run. And the banks may even lock in the low rate mm -hmm. in a couple months when this settles down. So you could come out of it smelling pretty sweet um, just by playing around with one or two percentage points of your interest rate. That, that in the long run could be very significant. Yeah, that could be a huge impact. All right, so let's talk about our community, meaning our dance families and the things that we have been working on to kind of keep them engaged and keep them in our circle. Mm -hmm. So last time we spoke, um, I had this, well, I, the, whose idea was this? Oh, it was m one of my teachers, Miss Mandy. Mm -hmm. She had the idea of the driveway dance party, which was so cool. But in our area, it's kind of not allowed anymore. We're not supposed to be driving around and frolicking in people's driveways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 
I just did one today and it was so much fun. But the whole time I was thinking, should I be doing this? Yeah. And the mom and the kid were so appreciative and they loved it so much. But I'm going to have to think a little harder about whether or not we should still be doing it. We are, you know, we're maintaining that six foot radius, of course. But it does, you know, make me wonder if, it, if it's something that we should be doing if we're also not supposed to be leaving our houses. <laughs> right. Um, Heather also had this idea of the dance at home kits. Yes. She shared the idea. I went ahead and ordered a whole bunch of stuff and it came in, of course, after we were told to stay put. Yeah. So I did go out on a limb and I assembled them. I assembled a hundred of them. And And my son, well, I've got the EMC drawstring bag. I did a coloring sheet, a little spot, like a dot, Mm -hmm. you know, go stand on your dot. Uh, a scarf for this, you know, like a free dance. Um, something else. Oh, a sheet of stickers mm-hmm. and all the flyers for our summer camps. Perfect. <laughs> but um, partly because I just felt really bad about throwing those away and they looked so colorful right. with Olaf and Poppy on them. So I just threw them in there. And those things, I'll, we'll talk about it later, but those things may turn into online camps. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it later. Um, but you know, I, I, the first night I, I was reluctant to send them out because I thought, is it enough in there? Like, are the parents going to get them and feel like, eh, like, where's the tutu or where's... Did you, did you give them, them out for free? Yeah. 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 So what I did was I said, right after we ran tuition, I posted on Facebook and sent an email to everyone saying, um, we want to thank you for sticking with us. And we... Um, really appreciate you being so positive and encouraging your child to stay engaged. And as a gift, we have these dance at home kits or tumble at home kits, and they're the same thing, um, (laughs) that will help make the online classes more exciting and interactive for your child. Email me if you want one, because I didn't want to show up uninvited on someone's doorstep if someone was super like, oh, get back. Um, So I made them opt in. And so uh, first, a couple trickled in. We're on our third day of 30 deliveries. Wow. So, like we did 30 on Thursday, 30 today, and then tomorrow, I'm sorry, we're on, tomorrow will be the third day. So when, when we get to 100, I'm done. I ran out. But my son and his girlfriend and my other son are just driving around. I had to write them a note on EMC letterhead that said they're making essential deliveries to keep our business afloat but the thing is that the amount of feedback I have received from the parents now these are my $50 a month people they're not the big ticket people but they are really important and like you were saying earlier Casey they are the ones that are going to stay with us hopefully for years and years to come those are the seeds by by giving them this little this little free gift, you're planting that seed that you care about them. Mm-hmm. And so they in turn should care about you. And then hopefully that means that that seed, that little $50 a month seed will grow into one of your most committed teenage dancers in a few years. Right. Right. And so anyway, I don't know if that's a, um, frowned upon in your community at this point, you can decide for yourself, but that's, that's something we've been doing. Um, we also, uh, have done a couple contests where someone could win a private Zoom lesson with one of my teachers. And if you have a student teacher, um, you could have the student teacher do it. It might cost you $10 to pay a student. What kind of, what sort of contests have you been doing for that? 
uh, well, we've been doing weekly like spirit contests and challenges. And every time someone posts in our fa Facebook group that they've done it, they get entered into the drawing. Love it. So we um, did. I yeah. I sold. I made and sold tap boards. So <gasps> that did my, that. How did, did it? Go? Yes, I did it. It went well. I so I I put it on the Facebook group and I sent out an email. Um, tap boards, twelve dollars a piece, delivered to your door, and they are large. Like they're four feet square, and so many people think, "Oh, that'll fit in my car." No, it will not. <laughs> I borrowed my friend's trailer and hitched it up to my boyfriend's car, and we spent all day Sunday delivering tap boards to people's houses. And you know, I I use and this maybe this is helpful. I used a um, a website, and I think it was called MapX or map XL, I'll have to look it up. But basically I plugged in all the addresses for that of people who had ordered it and it created the most ideal route for me. And so that way I wasn't like zigzagging all over town. I had a clear map. Well, I wish you would have told me that yesterday. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Honestly, all I, all I did was I Googled free route creator. And I think I it was it was free up to twenty addresses, um, and I I think I had like twenty three addresses to go to, so it, it so it worked out just fine. Um, so yeah, we spent all day Sunday, you know, plugging in our address, plugging in addresses to Josh's Maps app on his phone, and getting the next getting directions. What was the, the reaction? It was great. I. Um, I would text the family that was next up on the delivery and say, hey, we're on our way if you want to wave through the window. And so many people came to their front door and waved at me and like we blew kisses and, you know, and I left their four foot square piece of plywood <laughs> leaning up against their front porch. Um, yeah, the feedback was great. The feedback was really great. And it was pretty easy to do. I bought eight foot by four foot sheets of plywood at Lowe's and they cut it for you. So they just yeah. cut it in half and it's like 25 cents a cut. And it was, and then I, we loaded them in the trailer and that was that. Yeah. So I think that if we can keep, keep like every week or every two weeks having some sort of a big love fest kind of situation, it might get harder or it might get easier to leave our house and deliver things to people. Yeah. But something that's kind of like, wow, I cannot believe that that dance studio did that. Right. What I wish I had done was taken pictures along the day, throughout the day of dropping off tap boards and, you know, a selfie of me and the dancer through the window, like something like that, just to post it on our social media to show like, hey, we're doing this great thing for our community. Um, and I, I, I didn't quite have the bandwidth to do that because I was just so yeah. busy and tired running these <laughs> pieces of plywood. But if you can, if you're doing something like that for your families, you want to put it out there. Unless you feel like it's frowned upon in your community, because mm -hmm. I don't want yeah. you to have proof or like draw attention to something that someone is going to disapprove of. Right. That's a Do good you know point. what I mean? So it's yeah. probably, it might be best, you know, and again, that's why you want to make sure that people want it. Because you right. don't want to leave something on someone's door if they're completely, like, not breathing any air that other people breathe. Right. <laughs> All right. So another thing that we've been doing to keep our community together is each class level has an advisor 
that, for example, Miss Carrie is in charge of our pearls and diamonds, and she does a weekly check-in Zoom call with them where she talks to, like, how are you doing? Are, you know, did you find out which colleges you're going to? Um, how are you feeling? Are you, how's that back injury you have? Are you doing these lessons? How's school? Oh, you're, you and your boyfriend miss each other, whatever. But uh, it's not a dance class. It's a weekly check-in where they can each talk. I love that. And um, she can identify to me if anyone is possibly a flight risk or is just not doing well. Um, and just really keep the group engaged. The other thing that this advisor does is make sure that that group is receiving the right amount of online content. So they might say, yeah, we haven't had an online tap class in a while, can't, or a live Zoom tap class in a while. And then she can reach out to the tap teacher and say, hey, the Pearl Diamonds are feeling neglected. Because again, we're not doing every single class. Because right. the Pearl Diamonds at my studio take three hours of ballet, a modern, a tap, and a jazz, and then they can have ec extra classes. There's no way they can do that many Zoom calls. So, right. oops, we forgot to do tap with them for two weeks. So make sure that next week, you know, that's covered. Um, anything on that you want to add, or should we go to the next one, Casey? Um, well, I was just going to say that I think – I think it's so important to offer that social interaction to the kids as well, even for your young ones, so that they just get a chance to check in with each other and see each other's face without it being a dance class, so that they can just hang out. I had um, my teen hip hop teacher said that in class this week, that's basically what they did. Like they did a warm up, they reviewed the choreography, and then they just like hung out. And she said that it it was obvious that it was very needed, mm -hmm. and. Um, and yeah. and they really they really just enjoyed being able to hang out together. So I think I'm going to try and schedule some like social dancer calls. I love that idea. Yeah. And speaking of that, we made a classroom. We, we're using Google Classrooms for a pre-recorded material. Mm -hmm. And um, we I made a classroom for the parents. So and the kind of stuff that we're putting in there is, for example, I had a one of my teen moms who is really good at makeup. She did a YouTube makeup tutorial on how to make over your mom. And it wasn't like a glamorous, I'll never wear this kind of makeup look. It was like a nice everyday, you know, I'm a 50-year-old woman who wants to be look put together but not be over the top, you know? And right. It, but also... That's an awesome thing to do with your mom or your daughter that probably a lot of teens and moms don't have time for it in the normal world. And right. It's like, oh, let's do a makeover. Let's so it was the teenager, it was your student making over her mom? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. Was, and she did an excellent job. Like you literally, I said, Malena, if this dance thing doesn't work out, you could probably just be an online YouTube makeup <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell she's looked at like 600 of these right. videos already, and she yes. she did an excellent job of it. Um, but it was super fun because it was Malena and Suzanne, and everyone knows them. It wasn't like I just shared a link of some stranger. 
That's awesome. But other ideas that we had was having other moms share their expertise with our community of moms. So I've got a mom who is this homeschool diva, and she's going to give tips for structuring your day with kids at home if you are a mom that's not used to that. So a lot of the moms that are used to leaving the house and sending their kids to school every day might be really struggling right now with how to... Well, I'm sure they are. (laughs) How to structure. So, you know, that would be a good one. Also, I've got a mom who's a beach body coach, and she's going to talk about tips on exercising at home. I usually used to go to the gym all the time. I can't go to the gym now, and I have not exercised. I need this one because I'm just not motivated to exercise at home. Um, And then maybe easy budget-friendly crockpot ideas so that you can have a nice dinner together, but you didn't spend all day cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, And then maybe a dad could do a video on how he set up his daughter's dance space at home. You love that. Like move the dining room table on the rug and put the plywood down or, um, you know, get all the, the yoga mats and things from around the house and put them in one room and maybe you've got a full length mirror, like whatever they did. Maybe he made a ballet bar, um, whatever. But that I thought would be a good thing for the dads or moms to contribute. How did you um, send out that ask for parents to join the Google classroom and to make their own videos? Through my Facebook, you know, group, I just said, Hey, wouldn't it be great to have this, um, moms uh, or a parent group i also posted youtube links to you know and i i called the topic in the classroom where i posted some of these workout videos was workouts that your kids can do can you so you know because our kids do some ab work in class or whatever class so i thought that would be fun like you know your kids can do this can you and maybe you can do it with your kid Um, And then the other thing that we're doing, I just thought of this today, and I'm going to start it tomorrow. We're going to do drinks with Miss Robin on Zoom. (laughs) So it's going to be like Wind Down Wednesday, which is something that we do at DSO Connect uh, one Wednesday a month where we all sign on at 10 o'clock at night. You know, kids are in bed. You're done teaching at your studio. Pour yourself a glass of wine or whatever your favorite beverage is, and we just talk. And it doesn't have to be about your studio. It could be, you know, because as studio owners – we talk to these parents on the regular. Maybe it's small talk. Maybe with some you have a deeper relationship. But I miss that. I miss yes. sharing what's going on in our lives. So we're going to try that tomorrow and see how it I goes. I love that idea. Do you think it would go over as well with someone like me who's a younger studio owner? Yeah. Well, do you have a relationship with them? Like, uh, do you talk to them? I, yeah, I do. I love my studio parents. They're great. Yes. And you might end up facilitating it and they talk to each other, which mm-hmm. is fine right. because it's your circle. Exactly. What we want to do is we want to keep our parents in the EMC circle. Mm-hmm. So you could be cute about it and say, you know, it's the, it's the AIM parent waiting room or something, or just bring your own drink. We're going to have happy. I don't know. You could basically be pretending you're trying to recreate that Thursday night hour that the mommies all gather in your waiting room right talk with each other because they each have their own friends their studio Mm -hmm. friends yep now of course they can do this on their own without you but if you're facilitating it then it's yours love that and then the last thing was um i've been 
I, I've, I'm committing to making my weekly newsletter a video so they see my face. Yeah, I've been pretty- doing a lot more live videos in my Facebook group for families, and it's been going over really well. Just like, hey, here's an update on one more thing that we're doing. Hey, here's another update. of, And then I turn that video into an email to send out, but I also include a link to the video in the email. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Do you find that more people read it or more people view it, or you don't know? Um, I think people, the people who are in the group view the video, like my view rate, like if I have 200 people in my group, like 100 people view the video, which I think is pretty darn good. Um, and then, and then I also send it out via email. So, I mean, hopefully that means that I'm getting everyone, but of course there are still those that don't pay attention, but I think the videos are, are a lot more effective. Random thought, I was also pondering not removing people from my Facebook group mm-hmm. if they withdraw right now. Yeah, I think that's a good idea to keep them, because right now the people who are withdrawing aren't necessarily dissatisfied with your service or don't like dance anymore or don't like their, t- like they're withdrawing because their finances are tight or because their kids aren't really engaging with online content. And that means that they probably will come back. Yep. Once this is all over, we want them to come back. And if and they're you- still engaged in your Facebook group, that's even better. <laughs> And you have their attention mm-hmm. so that when it is time to come back, you can say in the group, our reopen date is X and they're going to hear it because they're mm-hmm. still in the group. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's move to our final topic, which is um, what are we doing? What are we thinking about in terms of moving forward with our businesses? Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time just panicking about the loans and, and doing the financials, but now that things are settled down and that ship is sailed, it's out of my hands now with the loan papers, um, I need to start working on moving my business forward. And what does that look like? It's probably different than what, it, what I thought it was going to be if you would have asked me six months ago. First, let's talk about where we are with our recitals. Because that's the, the most pressing moving. Yeah. So I just had a phone call today with my contact at my venue, which is a university. Um, and they basically said, let's book a tentative date in July. And if it's pushed back further than July, we can't help you because then we're running into our next year's season, our academic year. And we, we can't have you know we can't have anybody else coming in at that point so I booked a tentative date in July I'm not sure yet if I'm gonna announce that date don't announce the date just say July because as soon as you announce the date half or a handful of your people are gonna be like I can't do that date so yeah and you don't know if they have a vacation planned they might not be going on that vacation exactly exactly so So yeah, we have a tentative date scheduled for July. There's no contract. There's no deposit payment going out. It's just we are holding these dates for you, and they're being really, really great about it. So I'm going to have to have a backup plan. So I've got another venue in mind that I'm going to contact about other dates further than July. But other, so that's like my plan B. 
and I want to have a plan C and a plan D in place. So my plan C is having an outdoor recital. And I think that there's a local park that had, they don't have a stage, but I could, I could create one um, with, you know, limit, limited notice. I could create a stage. We could condense the show into like 30 minute sections and then have fewer people in the audience for that. Um, or, and this idea was from Tammy, um, have it just a live streamed event and have specific times where each class comes into the studio and you film their dance and live stream it on Facebook or wherever and then, you know, keep that video recorded somewhere. Um, so those are my plan A, B, and C, and D. <laughs> yep, those are all really great. So other things I'm thinking about moving forward is I'm thinking about making some of my summer camps virtual. We were doing these little baby camps for like four to seven-year-olds. One was an Olaf theme and one was a Poppy theme. And I was thinking about actually doing like an online course, like um, using Simplero or Kajabi or some platform like that where people could, would actually pay uh, to access the camp and we could even send supplies maybe via the mail or delivery uh, a week ahead and they, they would have the craft supplies and maybe they would have a little skirt or something that would be included in the price and and you could have so th what that would entail I think is having my audiovisual son come and do the filming of say one teacher in my studio and she would basically pretend to be running the class romper room style um, in, in the dance studio. And then I'll have a different teacher doing the tumbling portion and then maybe a different teacher leading the craft. And the mom, of course, would have to help with the craft at home, et cetera. But that's something that I'm kind of rolling around in my head. Well, and I love that idea as just a way of having a passive stream of income. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you have that launched and online, if you eliminate the craft portion of it, or if you make it, these are things that you can find at home, you know, that kind of a craft, then it's entirely passive. People can sign up and enroll and take that online class without you having to do a single thing. And that can just go in the background of your business and continue to make you money while you have the rest of your studio life going on. So in conclusion, because we've been rambling on for about an hour now, like we, we always do. Like we always do. <laughs> um, I've just been really thinking about, I, I tend to be an optimist. And I've been thinking about how we can turn this horrible situation into a growing situation. Mm -hmm. And so I've been reflecting a little bit about my own life. And in the six months ago, my pre-COVID-19 life, if you would have asked me what areas I want to improve in my life, I would say very generally, I want my financial life to be tighter Although it was, you know, pretty healthy, I just wanted to really knock it out of the park. And I also wanted to just really knock it out of the park with my fitness. And so here we are with a lot of distractions eliminated from our lives. Mm -hmm. So how can we reflect on what it is that we wanted to do better and just really focus on those things? I mean... I have time. I can carve it into my new life 
where I'm going to go running every morning. And maybe I'm going to make a new habit where, you know, I've got some weights in the, in the living room and before dinner, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. So I think that it's important that we try to add or delete things from our old life that maybe we're holding us back. Maybe we're, we meant to get to that we haven't gotten to and um, ditch old habits, does, you know, create new habits and design life in the new normal as much as we can to look like our ideal dream life. I love that. I think I have up until this past week, just been resisting everything that's been happening so much and just like kind of in denial. And I finally just like sat down and said, okay, this is what life looks like now. How do I adapt to it? What does my, just like the basics of my, the structure of my day look like? How can I thrive in what my life looks like now? And so I sat down and I made a daily schedule for myself based on, you know, when I'm teaching, when I'm, you know, maybe doing a Zoom call with the DSO Connect ladies, maybe, you know, the things that are like planted and, and structured already, and then building something around that, that fulfills all my needs. So I scheduled a weekly on Monday nights at nine o'clock, just like I do in my regular life, but now it's on Zoom or on whatever. I have my Monday night hangout with my friends, um, you know, and that that's something that I can look forward to. And I know that I can, my yoga studio has online classes. So now I can do, I know I can fit an online yoga class in whenever I need to. So things that I, I'm just trying to create structure for myself because I, I resist structure, but I need it a lot. And so I've made this schedule for myself where I've got some kind of structure and some kind of, um, intention in my day. So I'm not just wallowing. (laughs) Right. And this is a real opportunity for us to redesign our life exactly. the way we, we wish it would be. And yes, our old life was really great in a lot of ways, but I bet there were things in our old life, in our old day-to-day patterns, that were habits we wanted to kick. Mm-hmm. Or there were things we wanted to add, but we didn't do it. So now I think is, a, is an opportunity for us to do that. Right. And to just en- try to enjoy the time that we have now. Yeah. Yeah. you know what we're going to listen to this in a year ladies and we're going to say we did it yes we survived we made it through it sucked but we were better on the other side yeah i believe that i I, I do too i seriously do and i i have to continually remind myself of that but i do believe that and i don't think it's going to take a year i think by new year's we're going to be like screw you 2020 (laughs) God, I thought we did that with 2019, and then 2020 came and smacked us in the face. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, it was really great to touch base with you. and So this is, good to talk to you, Robin. And this is one of my weekly things that I'm really enjoying. So Same. let's keep this going. Absolutely. Love it. Well, yeah. thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you again next week. Good luck, and stay well. Bye.